0: Welcome to First Time Lord. I'm Daniel Levain. And as the title of the podcast implies, I am a first timer. And boy, am I really excited. This is the first episode of the new series, series five. And we've got a new doctor. And with all things new, I needed to have somebody uh, to share this with uh, joining me this week to talk about a doctor. And this is somebody that has waxed on. Uh, poetic about how much they love the Matt Smith version of Doctor Who. So, of course, I have to bring somebody that I have waxed on poetic about how much I love them, and that is Jamie Kern. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me back. And the new series. This is it. know, you, so exciting.
1: You're not right. This is you are entering my favorite era of Doctor Who. So the next couple of seasons are my favorite 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 time I love everything about David Tennant I love Christopher Eccleston but um this era and the relationship that the doctor has uh with the people around him in the upcoming episodes are my favorite I'm so excited for you to see
0: this new new doctor new show writer it's like a whole new doctor who it's like a mm-hmm. new new who
1: <laughs> a new new
0: as opposed to new 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 york new new
1: york <laughs> right
0: i am so excited so uh dear listener if this is your first time thank you for joining us but also know that we are going to discuss the episode and in doing so Well, we're going to spoil it. So if you have not seen the 11th hour, which is series five, episode one, now would be a great time to pause the podcast and go watch the episode because, I, like I said, we're going to spoil you. We're going to spoil you, and uh, we don't want to do that. So uh, now that we have gotten that warning out of the way, I like Matt Smith.
1: You sound a little like you have trepidation over it. Like,
0: <laughs> well, um, I mean, I think if if uh, we have listeners that have been with the podcast from the beginning, I was very apprehensive. Even though I knew David Tennant, the transition was very jarring yeah. and I was not prepared for it. So while the transition, uh, I, I even took some time because, gosh, that last episode was so woof uh (laughs) that last uh David Tennant episode really just emotional uh all over the place uh I I liked the transition it was very violent the 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 Uh poor TARDIS you know got some real uh (laughs) real damage taken on um but almost immediately I could see the the kernel of the doctor and I could see Mm -hmm. something. So while I don't really know Matt Smith, I kind of like this doctor. I like I really liked this doctor.
1: I think that one of the best things that they did to introduce Matt Smith was that they introduced him with a relationship with a child, and he's so charming. With that child, that you can't help but immediately fall in love with him because he's just so adorable with her. You know,
0: I, 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 something. Yeah, I mean, it was like a psychological thing that the way they introduced him, the way they play up the whole. You know, I'm new. I'm still. Not, I'm not finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything about it just. It felt like an absolute reboot. An absolute restart, and and it was not as jarring as I had experienced before. Yeah, and so I There's, enjoyed it.
1: I think too. I love he says at one point, "I'm still cooking," which I think is so funny. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think also at one point he says, "Wibbly wimpy, ti- wibbly wobbly timey wimey, which is something that David Tennant has said. Mm-hmm. So you sort of get that throwback already to like, Oh no, this is the same guy. It's just, you know, so it feels more like a transition rather than a change.
0: Yeah. You know, it it was a continuation with that coda of everything has changed, but things that have happened and, and, and the past is still there, including that lovely, I mean, jumping all over the place here, including that lovely little montage of all the different doctors
1: and then Matt mm-hmm.
0: walking through the projection. So yeah. such uh, you know, a great moment. It, it absolutely said, you know, hi, this is it. You know, this mm-hmm. is the... Uh, and whereas Tennant had that weird Christmas episode where he wasn't in it half of the time mm-hmm. because he was not finished cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt's all over this place uh, as he's getting done. And yeah, the the relationship with the little girl uh the, you know, once again, the TARDIS dropping the doctor in the middle of a place that he needs to be in <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and finding that relationship. And uh, even the way they interweave the, the rest of the episode, you know, she's praying for help with a crack on her wall.
1: To Santa. She's praying to, to Santa. Santa. yes. <laughs> at Easter. She's praying to Santa at Easter. That's why when she says, I hope I didn't wake you. I love it so
0: much. Uh, I mean, just fantastic uh, all around. Just like, welcome to New Who and everything that's going to come. I love the idea that here's Matt talking to this girl uh, as he's uh, getting the feel for, you know, the doctor that he's going to be. And he says, you know, you're, you're not afraid of me. You're not afraid of this. You're not afraid. That must be some crack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like he knows right away that this kid, this kid is a special kid and he gets that right away. Right. Because like, here's this crazy man in a box, mad man in a box who has shown up in her garden and she's not even remotely nervous about it. Mm-hmm. But this crack in the wall is something that she's clearly nervous about. So that must be a big deal. There must be something going on there.
0: I mean that. What an amazing way to sort of start it off into that universe, and you know the fact that there's an. Uh, I thought we fixed all the cracks in the universe. I thought we fixed all the cracks in the dimensional uh, void, and and yet here it is.
1: Here Here's it another is.
0: crack in time. Crack in. Uh, was this the universe, or was this a, a crack in dimensions? I, I.
1: I I think that. Uh, I think we don't know exactly what it is. I think mm. we, I think even by the epi- end of the episode, we don't know exactly what it is or why it happened. Right. Um, so I think maybe there's a little more to come about that.
0: Mm. Oh, we get our first one. Here we go. Spoilers. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> uh, our first spoilers of the new season. Okay. All right. Well, we'll move on from there. Yeah. Um, we're introduced to uh, the first new threat the doctor faces, and it's a weird snake that hangs from the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like an eel-looking thing. Do we do we have a name for these uh, this villain? Or, I don't think than- we ever
1: get a, We never get a name for the villain other than Prisoner Zero. We never get a name for like what type of alien it is. We know that the I call them the Space Police are the mm-hmm. Um So you know the. We get their name, but we never get the name of this species of the bad guy in this. Just that it's Prisoner Zero.
0: Prisoner Zero, mm-hmm. uh, which was a very. It, it, like, like all the uh, Muffet episodes last series, uh, there's a lot going on and you like you have to pay attention or you kind of miss some of the meaning or some of the. uh the 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 sort of meat behind what is being said. The doctor makes this very passing gesture is oh I'm missing something I'm missing something oh out of the corner of my eye, uh-huh. uh, which becomes a big deal. Uh, and only people that see out of the corner of their eye. So this is not like a conventional species like they hide in plain sight, uh-huh. uh, which you know wonderful little way of uh, kind of disguising the idea that why, why could nobody else see it? You know, why has this been hidden for so long? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in, in, interesting ways of uh, introducing the character uh, and interesting ways of introducing uh, his companion. Because I genuinely, mm-hmm. I did not expect the little girl to become the companion. Right. Right. That was, that was an interesting, like, wow. Okay. Now he's starting them really young. Like I'll I'll hook you when you're six or seven and then I'll come back and get you once you're, you know, a little more adult and ready to go.
1: Right, when you've cooked yourself after a little while. Right, right.
0: (laughs) When she's had however many therapy sessions she mentioned.
1: She says she 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 goes through four four different psychiatrists, she says. (laughs) Uh,
0: That she kept biting them because they wouldn't believe her. Yes. (laughs) Because that makes you sound less crazy.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. You immediately get a sense of how spicy amy is right like you immediately know that like this is a girl who does not take anything from anybody and Mm -hmm. that she's she's going to stand up for herself and she's going to be you know spicy she's she's just gonna be you know really on top of everything and you get that right out of the gate with her
0: oh yeah i mean right from the moment he wakes up after getting hit by the cricket bat and she's wearing the 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 the, the <laughs> sexy you know police officer's outfit. Right. I was like, "What is going on right. here?" Right. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, "Oh, she's a she's a kissogram." A kissogram. <laughs> Which sounds like a like a clean version of a stripper, like right,
1: exactly. <laughs> like exactly. I go to people's
0: birthdays and I kiss strangers. What exactly? What exactly. weird stuff is happening in England in two thousand and ten? Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, you know, and I love how the her neighbor. It's like, but I've seen you. You're a nun. <laughs> yes, sometimes I dabble. <laughs> I dabble. I dabble. Yeah. By the time they get it's like, but I've seen you in the other. Uh, you're a nurse. You're a uh, nurse. <laughs> I, I, when she gets the nun, I dabble. I love that. Yes. <laughs> so like I, I could only imagine, you know, it, we've seen in the past the doctor uh, show us the closet that he has inside the TARDIS with all these outfits. I can only imagine what uh, what Amy's closet looks like.
1: Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. She's used to playing dress up, that's for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, that was another thing. You know, I, I know that every doctor has sort of their iconic look and they won't deviate from that look very far. Uh, and with Tennant, we got it pretty quickly. You know, he dressed into the the, the new outfit and came out. Uh, because that leather jacket would have looked weird and wrong on Tennant. Mm-hmm. Um, but almost the entire episode, Matt is still in, uh, in the, in, at least in the pants and the shirt
1: and the shirt and the tie. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So we don't get that his iconic look until the very, very end, literally the last few minutes right. of the episode.
0: And the, mm-hmm. and they kept referring to him as the raggedy doctor. Mm-hmm. The Raggedy Doctor, which sounds like a kid, you know, like something a kid would make up, like a Raggedy yeah. Ann doll. Exactly.
1: There was the Raggedy
0: Doctor. Exactly. Uh, which was kind of neat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then of course, the, the we're we're introduced to. Um, And this only makes sense to a listener that uh, has listened to last week's episode where Shannon and I uh, recapped uh, our last season. And we were talking about actors that we would like to see appear in Doctor Who and play Doctor Who. And my wife was very adamant about Olivia Colman. So let me just say, when I saw her show up, I was laughing uncontrollably. It's like, oh my gosh, almost as if we cheated, which we did not. And we right. looked up ahead to see what, who was coming up in future episodes. That's
1: so funny. So the
0: moment we saw her, I was like, well, there she is. I mean, she's not a doctor, but then again, you know, neither was Capaldi and then he came back. So right. <laughs> there's Olivia right. who could possibly be uh, a doctor but the, you know hilarious that you have Olivia Coleman who's an Oscar winning actress although at right. the time she was an Oscar winning and she's playing like this little tiny bit role
1: right I know exactly I love to play the game in Doctor Who of let's find the who will become famous actors right, right. like because it, it, you, there are several throughout all the seasons but yeah when she shows up knowing what we know about her now right she's an Oscar winner she's an Emmy winner she just won the Emmy you know right? and um, and she won the Emmy for playing the Queen of England <laughs> which is like the most opposite of this role that you could possibly get yeah, right. you know <laughs> and it's, it, which is just so crazy but it's, it is knowing what you know now when you watch it and she shows up you can't help but kind of giggle that like you know especially when she like opens her mouth and it has all the, the shirt. You're, right you're like uh oh, she she won an oscar <laughs>
0: <laughs> in spite of this the you know after this clearly exactly. this is just the stepping stone. yeah because in previous seasons we've had andrew garfield mm-hmm. um we had i i'm blanking on her name now but the the girl that's the pivotal character in rogue one
1: hmm uh,
0: you know, like we, we've had some really big names sort of make little tiny cameos in Doctor mm-hmm. Who. Uh, so it was, it was very funny that, uh, just from last week, having discussed Olivia Coleman, uh, there she is appearing in this episode as the, the, uh, human incantation or incarnation of, uh, uh, not patient zero, um. Prisoner Zero. Prisoner Zero. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, There's another... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: There's another uh, appearance in this episode, too, um, by somebody not quite as famous and not quite as award-winning, but a little bit famous, and that's Tom Hopper. So the guy in The Old Lady's House... Um, mm-hmm. the good looking guy with the computer in the old lady's house. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, that's Tom Hopper. And he goes on to be in gay, have a really pretty pivotal role in game of Thrones. And he's one of the stars of the umbrella Academy as well. Okay. So, yeah. I, so he's, he's kind of a little bit famous in his own right. Not quite an Olivia Coleman, but he's, he's somebody. Sure. So you, sure. Get, you get kind of a twofer in this episode <laughs> of people.
0: He, I mean, he'll, this guy will definitely have a long, uh, lived career, uh, Going to conventions if he so right, chooses.
1: Exactly. Between
0: the his Doctor Who appearance and especially uh he had that great moment where he's like, uh clear your browser history. <laughs>
1: clear your <entered> history, <laughs>
0: right? Get a girlfriend. The doctor immediately <laughs> sees what's on the screen and he goes, get a girlfriend.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Get a girlfriend, Jeff.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, this as dark as things had gotten towards the end of the 10th Doctor, this episode felt like a breath of fresh air.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the the threat is there, but it's not like ever, it's not like, oh my gosh, all consuming, everything's going to be horrible. Uh, yes, the earth is about to be incinerated, uh, as always seems to be the want with Doctor Who, uh, and he saves it. But it, it all got reset back to like, things don't feel dark and dreary and, right. uh, in war, you know, uh, th- that last doctor, that 10th doctor really went through some stuff. Right. And by the end, he was really, uh, not damaged goods because he was still an upright, uh, overall, uh, great guy, but, boy did he have some luggage that he was you know lugging around so for sure it was it was good to sort of see the doctor get back to just being the doctor going it's through reset. time and space and once again uh not really having full control of that tardis and uh you know I'll be back in 5 minutes and 5 minutes turned into 12 years mhm uh you know and and seeing that reaction Uh, From him going, no, that can't be. Uh, I I promised her. (laughs) Right. Uh, But then, you know, the the apple, which seemed like a nice, simple little thing and a cute little like, oh, my mom used to do this uh, to then be able to show her and convince her that this is really the the guy. uh, Because that's, you know. You can do it in many ways, uh, fictionally speaking, uh, but that's a really difficult thing to explain and get quickly across that time has passed for everybody else except for the doctor because right. uh, you know we're watching it in a linear format. So for us, it was only a, a matter of minutes, and it's difficult to try to explain that passage of time. Uh, so what a clever little MacGuffin um, mm-hmm. to, to get her... To, to understand. And of course, what the, the, the best thing about it uh, is at the end of the episode, the, the lighting on how we're introduced to the new TARDIS uh, and how he goes, I'm about to turn you into a child again. And then he opens the door and she's just floored. Uh, you know, what a wonderful, again, what a wonderful way to reintroduce us to all these things that we know But now they are completely different. The TARDIS looks different on the outside. It has some extra stuff that wasn't there Mm -hmm. before. Uh, And it definitely looks significantly different on the inside.
1: Very different. Yeah. And I love that we we get that through Amy's eyes, right? The first time that we see it is this mm-hmm. the first time that she's seeing it. So, you know, we're experiencing that with her at the same time, which I think sort of like bonds the viewer to Amy a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're having that same experience um, and go, Oh wow. Like this is, this is so cool and so different. And you know, she of course is really blown away because she's never seen it at all. She, before. Yeah,
0: She's never seen the inside before. And now it makes sense. All the, mm-hmm. all those times they kept saying, oh oh, you've remodeled right you know sarah jane says oh you remodeled right Uh, so now it makes sense that the i guess the tardis has the opportunity to sort of regenerate itself
1: yep yeah there's definitely a connection to the doctor so when the doctor changes the tardis has to change as well
0: even though it didn't uh between the ninth and the tenth
1: did it not even a little bit i thought it did
0: I mean, we, we saw a little bit more of like these other rooms that mm-hmm. were in there, but the, the, the general look was pretty much the same. The it general, the same? Uh, everything kind of stayed the same uh, yeah. until this big regeneration.
1: Until now.
0: Until now. <laughs> awesome. But uh, that's, that's it for me. I'm sure I missed a ton because I'm sure there's a bunch of hidden clues for things that are to come. So uh, before we get into our uh, spoiler discussion, why don't we do a quick little TARDIS Tidbits with everybody's favorite, Ashley.
2: This is Ashley's TARDIS Tidbits for Series 5, Episode 1, The 11th Hour. In the Series 4 episode, The Fires of Pompeii, we told you to pay attention to a certain soothsayer. She's none other than Karen Gillan, who's now the Doctor's new companion, Amy Pond. Caitlin Blackwood, who plays young Amy Pond, is actually the real life cousin of Karen Gillen. At one point, young Amy suggests that the doctor eat carrots, which she replies, Carrots, are you insane? This is a wink and nod to when the sixth doctor was forced to drink carrot juice by his companion, which he did not enjoy. The fish fingers that the doctor eats were actually cakes breaded in coconut. Bow ties are cool. You've now heard another one of the eleventh doctors' catchphrases. One clothing retailer actually reported that in the month following the airing of this episode, the bow tie sales at their store increased by ninety-four percent. In the DVD commentary for this episode, Stephen Moffat said this was the most difficult script he had ever written. Of course, up until he writes the fiftieth. Because he had to introduce a new doctor, a new companion, and convinced the audience that this was both a new and an old show. The idea of the crack in the wall was inspired by Stephen Moffat's son's bedroom wall. He thought that a child might think that something interesting was inside the crack. And the hidden room in Amelia's house was based on Moffat's recurring childhood dream of a non-existent hidden room in his grandmother's house. Moffat also liked the idea of giving the monster a giant eyeball because he said it would be easy for children to draw, as he has drawn the Doctor Who monsters when he was a child. Stephen Moffat also said in an interview that if David Tennant had not left the series, the fifth season would have been his final year. He would have started the same way, crashing the TARDIS into Emilia Pond's backyard. She would feed him fish fingers and custard. He would fly away and return many years later perfectly fine, but have no recollection of the events and then the fifth season would have ended with him regenerating. Stephen Moffat felt that the relationship between the Doctor and his companions had become too adult in recent years. He wanted to make it a more childlike relationship, like Peter Pan and Wendy. He thought that this was the kind of relationship that the viewers had with the Doctor, regardless of their age. And things to remember from this episode. The crack in the wall. The Pandorica will open, and silence will fall.
0: And there we go. So, what did I? What else did I miss, uh, Jamie? I'm sure I missed a lot in this episode. Oh, you're muted.
1: Oh my gosh! Sorry, <laughs> I'm new here.
0: Um. <laughs> the first time we've had it We we've, I've done this podcast for a year That's the first time we finally got it You're muted on mic Congratulations thank And of course Jamie you. Who's thank lived you. on Zoom for the last year Is the one to get it uh.
1: I even thought to my, I muted while Ashley was talking so I could sniffle, and uh, I even thought to myself, don't forget to unmute, and there I did it, <laughs> there I did it, I'm the one.
0: All right, well, you oh, missed unmuting, yeah. uh, what did I miss?
1: No, uh, I was just going to say, Ashley really, really nailed it, she, um, you know, got the big things, that uh, the crack in the wall, the Pandora will open, and silence will fall, then you will see all of those things, or hear all of those things again. Um you will hear bow ties are cool again. You will hear Amy (laughs) Pond, the girl who waited, um, Amy Pond, the girl who waited is, is kind of an important theme, um, that you'll hear again, um, as well. So, um, I am excited because you moving forward, you pretty much have to pay attention to everything. Everything is connected from here on out. Everything Mm. is just assume everything is connected. Um, so, very rarely will you have just a one-off standalone episode that doesn't have anything that is in the overarching story from here mm-hmm. on out. So pay attention.
0: A, a much more serialized version then. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Awesome. And really quickly, why, why is Matt Smith, I mean, you mentioned uh, just is Matt, they're the doctor you came into. Why is Matt Smith so special to you?
1: No, I, I mean, I started with Christopher Eccleston. Um, you know, I started at the beginning of the new series, like most people, Mm -hmm. um, it really is the relationship that he has with Amy. And I really like what Ashley said that Stephen Moffat said that it was like a Peter Pan and Wendy. It really is. That's a great description for it. Like a Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, and, there will be and his relationship with Rory also is going to grow um and i i just enjoy the interaction that he has with them and some other companions that will show up um i just enjoy it, just the relationship so much um and i like you know i love all of the other companions as well but there's to me there's something very special about his relationship with Amy and Rory um that It's this sort of like brotherly love, um, very very family. It's very family, Mm. Um, and I just I just enjoy it. It's just it's magical. I I I really feel like Matt Smith is like the magical doctor, Mm. right? Like David Tennant is the serious doctor, but there's just something that's very magic about these seasons with with Matt Smith.
0: I, mm-hmm. I, a dear friend of mine who was a groomsman at my wedding and I've known for a very long time uh, was super excited when he found out I started the podcast, except for the fact that he had uh, decided to start with the Matt Smith years.
1: Oh, really? Uh,
0: so, and he and his son, uh, who is just a little younger than Anderson, have been watching the matt smith years all the way through uh and so he has been eagerly awaiting for me to get to this point uh because he loves matt but he also loves uh and i'm gonna have to learn all these new names uh the companion uh amy Amy, mm-hmm. uh, he loves Amelia Amy. Pond. <laughs> Amelia Pond. Amelia um,
1: Pond. Amy, Amy is my favorite companion, hands down, out of any of them. She oh, wow. really is.
0: Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, just to make sure that my uh, nerd cred stays intact, yes, dear listener, I am aware that Amy is Nebula from <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy, so she yes. is uh, definitely. Uh, going to be able to uh, go a long time without having to work and just go to conventions. Because right. <laughs> between her time with the Doctor and her time with the Guardians, she will definitely have a, a long and illustrious career in the convention circuit. But Yes. She's uh,
1: in the new Jumanji movies as well.
0: Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, not, not nearly as popular as Doctor Who or 100%. the Guardians. But yes, she was the the i guess the hot adventure like lara croft kind of character so yeah but yeah i can't i can't wait to really get to know these two characters uh and what an interesting plot hook that uh the day she walks onto the tardis and goes off on her adventure is the night before her wedding right uh, well, as soon as I saw that wedding dress, I was like, are we the runaway bride again?
1: What is happening? Yeah, basically, and I guess it, it,
0: a little bit like that. Yeah. The runaway bride.
1: Except for this time in the, you know, in the runaway bride, she was not making the choice to run away with the doctor. Right. It sort of just happened. Whereas in this case, Amy is making that very questionable choice.
0: <laughs> and so we have a new Mickey. right uh and a new rose kind of scenario yes very interesting uh but i cannot wait and i hope we have you uh a a few more times in this season because i hope so too i can't wait to talk to you more about it but thank you so much for joining me for this episode thanks for having me i can't for having me i can't tell you how exciting it is to finally get to this new season uh with all of you uh dear listener and uh Amy uh, and Jamie <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Amy too many names right. uh, but you know this is uh this is a big momentous uh scene or or Series, uh, in that you know, this is the big change, uh, and I know that this has been one of your favorite characters, so so excited to start exploring the new adventures with the Doctor. And while we're exploring new things, if you're a new listener or you haven't yet for whatever reason, head on over to firsttimelord.com. There, you've got all of our previous episodes, every single one of them leading from the ninth doctor all the way to this one Uh, so you can leave a comment on any one of the episodes what you've thought so far Uh, what are your thoughts on Matt Smith Uh, what what are you uh, if you're like me what are you most looking forward to him doing Uh, and if you're not like me don't spoil anything on those comments I appreciate it Uh, While you're at First Time Lord, you can also visit our merch store. We have some cool shirts. Uh, We've got the holiday stuff coming back on. Uh, We've got all sorts of fun things that you can uh, support the show with. Or if you want to support the show, but merch is not your thing, we are also available on Patreon. You can follow the link from our website, FirstTimeLord.com, or you can search for me, Daniel Levain, on Patreon and help support the show that way. Or the most important way, share this episode and the podcast with anybody else who in your life may be like me and had never seen doctor who because it sure is a lot of fun and we can all use more whovians but i'm out of time gotta jump back into my i guess newly refurbished tardis and head on to next week's adventure see you next week everybody